Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to Selling from the Heart. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this around, right? And and you know you know where I'm gonna take this. Dodgers are smacking the. Oh playoffs. my God! I'm so tired of hearing about the Dodgers. I know you're tired of it, but you just gotta roll until something happens. So for all of our listeners, just bear with us for a little bit until we see what happens throughout the baseball playoffs. Well, I know if it's not, if Larry is not talking about sales, he's talking about baseball, but fortunately this is not a sports talk (laughs) podcast. This is Selling from the Heart. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, right now, as we get to, to, interact with uh, sales professionals as uh, I was I was seeing the uh, video and some of the screenshots of the sales team that you were meeting with uh, and uh, you know just just the moments uh, right now that we're getting to interact with salespeople who are out there working positive attitude pushing forward this is a flat-out inspiring time uh, and I just I just want to say hats off to everyone who's out there pushing, working hard. We're in the fourth quarter now, driving. Larry, it's, um, it's really, really inspirational. It is. And, and I'm a big believer. This is the single best time right now to be in sales. It is the sales professionals out there. They're going to kickstart the economy and push us through what we've gone through for, for most of 2020, Daryl. I firmly believe that. Yeah. And hey, I just want to give a shout out. If you're a sales leader or if you would like to... Uh, Talk to your sales leader. The schedule for sales kickoffs in uh, the first quarter of next year is starting to fill up. But if you'd like Selling from the Heart uh, to be part of your sales kickoff, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to sellingfromtheheart.net, click on the speaking link, and, um, and we'd love to talk to you about being a part of your sales kickoff. And uh, last but not least, I just want to give a huge tip of the hat and shout out to all of our friends in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. Uh, as we keep saying on the podcast, this community, and it truly is a community, Larry, this community has been instrumental in really, it's been good for me. I mean, it's been really instrumental in helping keep me, keep me focused during these times where it's pretty easy to get unfocused. Yeah, I, I've, I've always said sometimes to my friends that the Selling from the Heart podcast for me is therapy. Because we get to talk to some of the coolest people, but the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, it's therapy for me as well, because we've built a group of like-minded individuals who really are waving the flag on authenticity and saying, you know what, I'm going to stand up for what I truly believe in my heart. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if you, um, if you want to be a part of it, if you'd like to even just give it a try right now, 30 days for free, you can come in to the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. And um, our up close and personal is one of my favorite parts of that. We have some amazing guests lined up uh, where we get front row access to some of the biggest thought leaders and influencers 
out there. But speaking of amazing people, here's my segue into today's <laughs> conversation. I am really, really excited uh, to hear this story and learn from our guest today. So why don't you uh, introduce our guest, Larry, and let's have at it. I can't, I, I just literally, I cannot wait to get this podcast kicked off with Dr. Tommy Moore. But before that is what's near and dear to me. And, and a lot of people know this is there's an organization out here in Los Angeles called Homeboy Industries. It's near and dear to me. Father Greg Boyle, who started it is just an absolute pure saint in the, in the Los Angeles marketplace. And when I met Dr. Tommy Moore, that's the first organization I thought of. The backstory is going to come out in the podcast. But, you know, we've all gone through challenging, turbulent times in 2020. We've all had setbacks. We've all had the dark clouds of uncertainty just over our heads. And I think Dr. Tommy Moore is going to bring just some inspiration to our listeners. He's got a great backstory. And, and without further ado, Dr. Tommy Moore, welcome to Selling from the Heart, man. Hey, thank you so much. I sure appreciate that from both of you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a great conversation today, and I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, your story and what you've learned. I know it's going to be super encouraging to all of us, but as we start, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and the question is this, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? So I think that's a great question, and uh, I love how you start that question off with all your guests. So for me, selling from the heart is uh, just really kind of what you said in the beginning. It's being authentic and being real and, uh, you know, kind of accepting life on life's terms, but not. I have a saying that I like to say. I say, you know, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, uh, giving you a little backstory, I know that this is a short podcast, so I won't go into the details, but um, uh, for me, I ended up uh, having a drug and alcohol problem. Drug and alcohol led me to a 10-year prison sentence in the Florida Department of Corrections. And upon release in uh, 2009, I said, well, the only way in my mind, that I will be able to have even a glimmer of a shot is if I get an education. And so I started telling people, uh, I'm going to get a doctorate degree. This was in 2009. Wow. And and people were telling me, uh, well, you can't do that. The school's not going to let you back in. And and society's not going to let you uh, you know, back in society, you're, you're marked, you're, you're a felon, you're convicted. Uh, and, and so people would even, even be even more, uh, baffled is a good word. I think when I would tell him my major and my major was financial management. (laughs) And, and, and so, uh, people would say, listen, you, they are not going to let you probably not into corporate America for starters, much less managing money. Uh, you know, you're, you're a convicted felon. Uh, so, so as people would tell me, uh, I can't and you can't, I would spin that around and say, well, how can I? Awesome. Uh, tell me I can't, but how can I? And so, so to fast forward, uh, I began at a uh, community college here in uh, Claremont, Florida. It's about 25 miles west of Mickey Mouse, Orlando. And um, part of my sentence was a loss of driver's license for life. 
and the college was about six miles away. And I remember I had to ride my bike to and from the community college. And when I first applied, the day I went in for the application, I filled out the application and, and there's the dreaded, have you ever been convicted of a felony uh, box that, that I had to check in it. And um, during the application process, the administrator says that they are not going to accept you. We're not going to enroll you. And so I went home very discouraged, very disheartened, uh, but knowing that somehow I would find a way. I couldn't tell you how, but my, my drive was there. My perseverance was there. My passion was there. And I knew that it was something was going to happen. I just couldn't tell you what. And the very next day, the lady called from the school, the community college. And she says, um, she says, I've worked here for almost 20 years. I've never seen this happen. They're going to give you one semester on probation. And that was all I needed. I, I took that semester, went on to earn my uh, AA degree at the community college, and I enrolled in, and, and I'm going to be quick about this, but I think this is important to the backstory. I, I enrolled into a direct connect program at the University of Central Florida in East Orlando, uh, UCF. It's uh, UCF mm -hmm. Knights for all those football fans out there. Yeah, I got a little sports program going now. Uh, Very nice. Go. That's what I was thinking as we started. <laughs> So the problem was that UCF is about 65 miles away from me and I have no driver's license. So we're, we're talking about a 65 mile bike ride at this point. <laughs> so again, we're talking about these hurdles, right? And yeah. so, um, so it just so happened that there was a bus that goes from Claremont to downtown Orlando. And then I could transfer to another bus and take it from downtown Orlando to East Orlando. Wow. So for two years, Two years, five days a week, I rode city transportation five hours a day, two and a half hours one way for two years to earn my bachelor in science, business, administration, finance degree. Wow. Well, so all this going on, I, I now uh, enroll into Florida Institute of Technology and they have an online class. And so I was able to achieve my master's in business administration, MBA finance, online through uh, uh, FIT, and then I enrolled again online through a university out uh, in California, where you guys are at, I'm assuming, uh, North Central University, and they're in San Diego, California. They have an online program, uh, and so I enrolled with them and uh, did another four years and uh, earned a, a PhD in business administration finance. And I will say this, that wow. through all of that, you know, kind of asking, like, how does all this tie in the selling? Well, through all of that, I still have been unable to break into the corporate world. Even with an MBA, I was sitting across a panel of, of interviewers in an interview, and the uh, deal was closed. The, he said, hey, we're going to Monday, you come in, take a drug test. We're going to uh, show you your office and we're going to run a background and we're good to go. And I said, well, there is something you need to know about my background. And uh, we went from uh, negotiating a six figure pay uh, and here's your corner office to uh, we're pursuing other candidates all in the same interview. So it was wow. a switch. So with that being said, another deterrent. So there were times where I felt like, what am I doing and why am I doing this? Yeah. But what I found was, and I said this a little earlier, is one of the things that I believe in is you just can't beat the person 
the never gives up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people, people, you might have heard this before that the doctors aren't the smartest guys in the room. They're just the people that never gave up. And, and, and it's really true. If, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. So I'm glad I'm in this room, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, so just to, just to kind of wrap, wrap all this up, uh, you know, not having an opportunity to break into the corporate world per se, but keeping my connections open. I, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. And so I started hanging out with doctors and, 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 you know, I have this plaque that, that, that says surround yourself with those on the same mission as you. And it's a bunch of lions walking across a, uh, uh, a winter scenery. And so, you know, I knew that if I want to be a doctor, I surround myself with doctors. And, and as, I, as I look around my group, my core group now, I would say seven out of 10 of them hold PhDs and the other three are on their way. Um, so, you know, I think it's important to collaborate and innovate. And, and, and that's what I do with, with, with the guys that are, that are around me. And, um, you know, I think what happened was I was working with a guy. He's a licensed mental health therapist. And he's working for a company in corporate America. This isn't for everybody. I'm just giving you my story. And um, he comes to me and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm making all this money for the company and I'm not getting anything. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just not being, he felt like he wasn't being compensated for his efforts. And I said, well, you should just open your own business. And he said, well, I don't know how to do that. And I said, well, I do. And so we partnered, we went 50-50, and we opened up a business here in town. It's called Priority One Coaching, Counseling, and Consulting. And Mm -hmm. uh, as of today, we have seven therapists and three coaches. And it's been been very uh, profitable. But what I've found is I was able to take my education, and I was Mm -hmm. able to implement it, into the business and, and, and specifically in creating a vision and a mission and, and incorporating. I, I tell all of our onboarding therapists, we're onboarding four new therapists, that I want them to know the vision and the mission by heart. So if I ask them, what's the vision of Priority One? They can tell me. And what's the mission of Priority One? They can tell me. Because I feel like it's so important. And by the way, our vision is that our clients are operating at their optimal level. So if everything's working properly, then our clients will be living their life at their optimal level. And our mission, how do we get to that vision, is to provide a safe place for connection, encouragement, and healing. So I tell my therapist, when you're having a a therapy session, are you providing a safe place? Have you set aside your biases? Have you moved everything aside? Are, Are you allowing for connection and safety and if you're not, then you're not following along in the mission. And if you are, then, then we're, we're working toward that vision of our clients operating at the optimal level. So the whole point is, I don't want to lecture, but I do want to just bring encouragement that, 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 that when it looks like, you know, there's no way, there is still a way. And, and, and I'd like to Just end with this, because I'm kind of looking at the time, and I want you all to pop back in. I just interviewed with a university the other day uh, for a professor position, 
And I'm coming to the interview thinking, you know, here's my background. And, and these people have moved me to the next level. So, you know, uh, it, it's possible that, that, that I may still break into the, the corporate America, you know, uh, but I'm not sure I want to at this point. <laughs> Uh, be truthful with you. I kind of enjoy having my own schedule and and deciding who I'm going to see and when I'm going to see them, and 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 so it's kind of uh, a pleasure. Um, so that's that's pretty much a nutshell in it. I can tell you that it near the end of my doctoral degree, I almost gave up. I got to that point of giving up, and 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 uh, 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 one of my inspirational speakers that I always listen to, uh, he, he had said, it's T.D. Jakes, he had said that every champion, every champion feels that urge to give up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was a point where I said, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Uh, but I found, I later found out why I was doing it. And my passion is back. And I have to sell myself. So, you know, I'm not actually selling a product but I'm selling me, I'm selling my story, I'm selling that I've been there and that you can make it. And I think first and foremost, selling from the heart is believing in what you're selling. And I believe that your past does not have to define your future. And that's what I'm selling. And if I believe it, then I'm passionate about it and you can feel it as I speak. And it's a whole different ball game than if I'm like, well, your past doesn't define your future. And I, I really don't believe that that emanates out of mm-hmm. me. So I think that's important is, is if you're selling something that you don't believe in and you're a strong salesman, you're going to do twice as good when you start selling something you do believe in. So if, if you're stuck in this rut and I don't, I'm selling this stuff, I don't even believe in it. My encouragement is to find something that you do believe in, find your passion, and the money will come. So good. Yeah. There's so many applications out of this, Larry. So okay, many. Where, 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 by the way, Dr. Tommy Moore, that was spot on. I could listen to you talk all day long. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a kindred spirit, and, and just congratulations on everything. There's what's so your, what's your biggest takeaway, Larry? I, I mean, um, I've got like five, I, but I, yeah, I'm here, curious where, where you want to go. I'd be curious. I'll, I'll just share with you mine really quick. Daryl, you share yours. And I, yeah. I gotta, we got we to gotta bring, bring him back for some more. But th- this was interesting is I really keyed in on a couple things because we use these words all the time in selling from mm-hmm. the heart. Um, I'm a big believer that you hang out with other people that you that you aspire to be right. Mm -hmm. And Hey, listen, if you want to become a better sales professional, hang around with other sales professionals, right. Who understand this. And here's some key words that I keyed in on that. You said who understand their vision, Daryl, you and I talk about vision all the time that Mm -hmm. understand their mission. These are leadership level things that Dr. Tommy Moore is talking about. We always say, right. Leaders cast vision. We believe sales professionals are leaders. You must be able to cast vision. And if you ever want to take that a step farther, create your own mission statement. Bring those to your clients. Bring that to your marketplace, right? Those are a couple couple really key things that I latched onto. One thing, and Daryl, you know this, our audience probably doesn't. As you know, early on in the podcast and early on, as I was writing Selling from the Heart, Daryl, you know this very, very well. There was times I wanted to give up. 
there was times I wanted to give up. I'd be on calls with Daryl and I'd almost be in tears. I go, you know, I've had enough. I'm just going to go back to corporate America and corporate sales. And just, you know, between you Daryl and my wife, but yeah, but I had the, the but I had the vision. Yeah. I had the vision of what selling from the heart had to become. And I applaud you, Dr. Tommy Moore. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, wow. Daryl, what was a couple of your takeaways? Well, I think like what you were saying, I think this is so critical for, um, for all, all, everyone in the audience right now. I mean, this, you know, we don't know what, what the future holds. There may be some bumps in this road and it's been a, it's been a tough year to be in sales, but, but look, if you have the vision and, and I love, um, I love Dr. Moore, how you had that vision of saying, I'm going to be Dr. Moore, <laughs> you know, we're going to have the DR and, and the PhD and I'm going to have, that's my vision. That's where I'm going. And so if you tell me, you know, that I can't, well, I'm going to figure out a way. And, you know, and, and just that, at that attitude of this is my vision, this is where I'm going. Um, I think, you know, for sales professionals, all kinds of obstacles, right? All every, all day long. I mean, it's obstacle after obstacle. It's it's no, it's rejection. It's it's all of that. I love your mindset to go. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I I'm going to be. I'm going to do this. And if I have to get on a bicycle, if I have to ride a bus, if I have to walk or hitchhike, I'm going to figure out how to get this done. And to me, that is the type of grit that's enabled when you have a vision. And I think a lot of salespeople, um, you know, we're just kind of going month to month and quarter to quarter. Our vision is to hit quota for the month or to hit our target. Um, but no, there's, there's like way more than that. Like what is the bigger vision? And it's a great question to ask, um, especially as we're planning for next year. Yeah. And you know, one of the other things that really helped me was I kind of, asked the question why until I arrived at the core, uh, you know, so, so I would ask myself, like, why do I even want to speak, share my story? Like, why would I even want to come on and share that? And, 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 and the first answer is to let people know that your future does not uh, define your past. Well, mm -hmm. then I would ask myself, well, why is that important? And, and, and then because too many people don't try for your future because of the consequences from their past and they define themselves by what society or others may think. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask myself, well, well, why does that matter? You know, and then I take it all the way down and I end up at the bottom with with the real why. So so I think that's important, too, in sales is why are you even in this? Why are you selling this? Like why, what, what is your why? And, and if you can find your why, then you can really dig deep when the going gets tough because you can look back and you can say, well, this is why I'm even doing this in the first place. And I think that's important too. Hey, yeah, I got you. Hey, Daryl, just real quick, yeah. you know, around this, around this why, because mm -hmm. we hear about it all the time, right? You got to mm -hmm. go find your why. You got to find the why. You got to uncover the why. But then for some of us who may find it difficult, 
and they're going to go, okay, well, where do I start? What do I do? Can you just share, if you, if you don't mind, can you just share how you unpacked your why and got to the root of this so that maybe it'll help somebody who's struggling to uncover their why? Because you said you peeled it back and you peeled it back and you got to the core. By the way, I love that because I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But walk us, what would be a couple, two to three great steps that somebody who's uncertain about uncovering their why could start with? Well, I'll tell you, uh, for me personally, uh, I actually uncovered my why through an executive coach. Uh, I, the, the executive coach started asking me the questions that I just asked you. And, 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 but the first step was to ask, essentially, why am I selling this product? Or why am I writing this book? For, for example, this was kind of, this was the reason my why comes back to writing my book. I wanted to write the book, Prison of PhD. So, but in tying it to selling, selling a product, like why am I selling the product? Is it, is it for me to make money? Is it for me to provide income to my family? Is it to help the client uh, because you really believe the product it helps people? I mean, you know, finding the first question is why, why am I even engaged in this product or in this service? And, and I think for me, the, the why is because I want to see, I want to help people. Like that's my why I want people to, to feel encouraged. I want to help people. And then the next question would be, well, then why is that important? Like, why is it important that you help people? Why is it important that this person, um, you know, uh, uh, gets the, the, the motorized wheelchair instead of the hand one or whatever, and, and, and kind of continuing down that path. Um, and, and, and it gets to a place, and, and I'll tell you that the executive coach gave me five of them, and, and my final answer was that, that I want to redeem and restore my worthiness, and I want to and I want to promote that to others. So my why was really about redemption and restoration of my worthiness. I am worthy, even though I have a past, and I want to promote that. And so, uh, so there, a lot of times, uh, you know, people will stigmatize the coaching industry and the therapy industry, uh, but let me tell you. Um, part of my success, I would give a large part of my success has come from me working on me in both coaching and therapy, uh, because obviously I've had some trauma, <laughs> to say the least. So I, I think it's important, especially for coming out of this COVID era, that if we're struggling, that we, it's okay to see a therapist. It's okay to get help from a coach because when we become the best version of ourselves, then we can go out and be and give the best version to others. And and, and it comes back to that emanating. So my self-confidence, my, uh, my finding my why, uh, all of that did not come alone. That came with a group and a team of people around me that include education, educators, therapists, coaches, friends, accountability partners, family. I mean, it's a, it's a surrounding, it's a community 
that has lifted me to where I am. And it's a community that I stay engaged with that keeps me and maintains me where I am. Such a good conversation. I I am ah, Lara, just I'm full. Hey, hey, I feel hey, full right now. Hey, it's yeah. good. Yeah, same here. And and since you guys can't really see facial expressions, I've been listening to Dr. Tommy Moore and I'm staring at myself and I'm looking at Daryl and we're both going, okay, now how do we follow this? Right, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, we've run out of time. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, what a great conversation. Dr. Moore, I, I am, uh, I know I speak for um, all of the Selling from the Heart community. It's just a huge thank you um, for who you are. Uh, for the example that you are, the encouragement that you are, and, and I am, I'm flat out inspired. I, I love it, and uh, you are a you're a true kindred spirit to selling from the heart. Thank you both. It's been a joy, and um, I sure appreciate the opportunity to share with you. Yeah, uh, we we appreciate you, and to everyone in the selling from the heart community, we appreciate you as well. This is uh, you know this has been a great call to find vision. Um, you know, maybe get a coach. And I know some of you um, have sales coaches. Some of you are coached by Larry. Um, and if coaching is something that uh, would be helpful to you as you're trying to pivot um, and figure out where to go into the new year, it's, it's a good idea. And you can learn more about that at sellingfromtheheart.net slash coaching. I just, I feel it's appropriate because I think some of the people listening in right now really could benefit from that. But until next week, I want to encourage you, keep being genuine keep being authentic, keep adding real value, discover your why, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.